1: Everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Harley Kayfabe, your home for pro wrestling talk every week, right here on the BICBP radio network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your three hosts, alongside Mr. Christopher Chavez. That's me. And Johnny Townsend.
2: Hey, uh, I'm I, a quick poll. Do I change the culture?
1: <laughs> I have I, something for you to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I will politely decline. <laughs> i retract my statement it's deleted it never happened uh so just make yeah, sure well.
0: you retract other things
1: <laughs> yeah so on that note everybody yes welcome back to another episode of harley Kayfabe, uh where yeah pro wrestling talk we have a fun episode in store for you today um and a interesting week of just wrestling uh you know we saw a Cool return and the big show coming back. I thought that was actually pretty sweet. I never thought I'd say that. Oh, he's back. My That's life pretty ever. sweet. Yeah, he, he came
2: a- back. Uh John Morrison came back. Yeah. Uh he showed up. Um there's another one too. Who am I who am I forgetting? It was on SmackDown.
0: Logan. Uh, another- I thought I saw Sarah Logan came back, or was that last week?
2: She did come back too, but I mean it's a bigger name, no offense to her. Oh. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Not that piece of crap.
2: No, I actually like her, but no, I can't I remember do too, her. yeah. I can't remember who it, who it is. Uh I'm going blank on it. Uh but yeah, Big Show
1: came back. I think that was the biggest surprise. Uh, pun totally intended there. Totally intended. I was surprised cuz I I can't remember the last time I was like, "You know what this match really needs right now? The Big Show." And yes. it was <laughs> it was actually a very cool surprise. It was him, uh, Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe, who had no idea was a face. That's how long I've been out of it. You know, we kind of said we have we're not gonna make an effort to watch as much. But uh, I seen the clip on 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 Facebook, and it was him, and then against the Authors of Pain and Seth Rollins, who I think uh, I read some reports that he's again I'm out of the loop, but uh, Seth Rollins is aligned with the Authors of Pain. With AOP, yeah, is,
2: he's he's sort of uh, they're sort of his uh, henchmen, I guess, in a way. Uh, he kinda shield
1: 2.0 shit that'll legit yeah. dress like the shield <laughs> yeah in a way yeah
2: yeah um, what he, uh, he definitely went, yeah he went back heel for sure uh but i kind of like this version of his heel character because he's acting like he's making sacrifices for the for the good of everyone yeah. uh so it's a really to me it's a really i like the the take on the character now so but, it's like uh, him
1: on twitter but in you know
2: yeah, just take yeah. real life and uh, <laughs> you know as Stone Cold said, "Just take your real personality and just turn it up."
0: Are you exactly. following it, Johnny?
2: Uh, uh, bits and pieces. I haven't watched a full Monday Night Raw in a long time, but I oh, do was cage. it
1: Seamus that came back this week? Yes, yes. Okay, thank you. Oh, the you he has his yeah, original hair back. He doesn't look like a douchebag anymore. He brought he, he he like has his original look back, which is refreshing. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> the other one I was trying to think of earlier. That's what I thought. Um, so yeah, big week of returns. Obviously, we're getting into Royal Rumble season, um, which, oh, that's is, right. which is when you know things really start to pick up in WWE. This is the time I start to get a little invested and interested. You know, it was announced that Brock Lesnar, even though he's the champ, uh, will be in the Royal Rumble. At oh, the number really? one spot. Yeah. yeah
2: he's, he's coming in first.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So, I was going to say, uh, Royal Rumble is usually when there's these surprise things that are happening. A lot of times we get surprise returns. Uh, old schoolers come back just for the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? So you're right. It is a, a little bit more of an exciting time for the E.
1: Yeah. This is, this is Like I said, this is when I start to t- tune in a little bit more. When I give it a shot. And, I mean, three big returns this week. Uh, you know, a couple big returns this week makes it for, you know, just very interesting television. I'm I'm intrigued, you know, so uh, you know, now that there's no football on Monday nights, I my Monday evenings are a little bit more uh available. So, I, I might uh give it a chance, but uh we'll see. We'll we'll see how long that lasts for.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um there is big news I think we should announce. Um our very own Johnny Townsend had a chance to I don't know if listeners know this and if they don't shame for shame Johnny Townsend is probably one of the better artists that I know honestly um, and if you I don't prefer f- goofy cartoonist. <laughs> Dude you're but thank ama- you you're an amazing artist <laughs> but yeah if you don't go and follow his Instagram uh, for shame for shame Johnnyism twenty eight correct yes uh, thank you but the big news is is Johnny had the opportunity to uh, illustrate what would now what is now being used as the cover for a uh, a wrestling podcast that I'm a monster huge fan of. I know you are, Johnny. Um,
2: yeah, the uh, Tim Bell Pod uh, is a really great podcast. If you did, if you never heard of it, if you love wrestling at all and you love wrestling history too, especially, yes, uh, I can't think of a better podcast for you to check out. Uh, it's really good. All three of the of the of the hosts there are very entertaining and funny you had uh, nick Jake on the Manning. show yes we had nick on the show uh nick's there and uh he's the one who actually reached out to me to do the art i was very obviously very happy to do so wow And I'm nice. even more happy because i love the idea that he had for it but uh <laughs> yeah um yeah it was honestly it was an honor because i really like that show a lot and uh, i really like the, the guys too so very glad to do it
0: yeah i i so- probably- I, I put a tweet out uh, yesterday or the day before uh, listing a bunch of my favorite shows that I listen to that aren't a part of our network, uh, and Ten Bell's definitely on it because of the. I just love the. So basically, Ten Bell, if listeners don't know, is a show that fought, that basically focuses on wrestlers who have passed, and they go in deep, man. So it's in depth. Sometimes they have two parters for their episode. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Anything in where I can just, you know, immerse myself in the history of this, you know, sport that I love so much I'm in. And especially when it's done as well as they do it. I love the presentation. I yeah. love the way Nick, you know, is the one that kind of guides us through the whole story. You know, he throws in bits of his his, uh, you know, his comedy and then Jake's, you know, he's got the wrestling side of it where he, he gives a lot of his you know background and knowledge and what he knows from stories he's been told uh it, dude it's a great show i love it
2: yeah it's it's definitely one of my favorites whenever it's there it's must listen right now as of this recording of ours they're they just started uh kurt henning so uh wow, it's great and, and the first episode was of course perfect
0: it was perfect <laughs> yeah. it was the only way they could do it that was to start part one so perfectly
2: yeah they go really in depth with history which is what i really appreciate and and they're all three of them are very funny so you it's it's never dull. And also, honestly, they're not afraid to get pretty serious about some of these. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and Jake Manning, who is one of my favorite wrestlers, the man's guy himself, is a, an encyclopedia of wrestling knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and experiences, because he's been wrestling for, you know, for many years now. Uh, so, uh, I can't, and he's, and he's a major part of the High Spots Network. Yep. Yep. Uh, so he's got a lot of, uh, he's had a lot of backstage dealings with a lot of people kind of like when we bug Matt to tell us stories <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit, but, uh, exactly. uh but yeah, so it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm with Chris. Uh, it's a very much a must listen podcast.
0: Today. Definitely. Check out 10 bell pod and uh gentlemen that, that did that do the show, uh, expect the bill in the mail. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> such a heel, such a heel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So anyway, guys, uh, what's going on in the CM punks?
2: Well, I think we should discuss CM punk. We alluded to it earlier.
0: <laughs> I literally just said what's going on in the CM punk. Yeah.
2: Uh, so of course on the, um, what are the, what are they calling that show? The, uh, is it backstage? Yeah. Okay. The backstage show backstage uh, which with is
0: CM punk.
2: Yeah. Which is a show CM punk does show up on at times. Uh, they had the Miz on there. The, the newest one, the Miz was on there and, uh, at the near Toward the end of the show, the Miz just utters the line, I'm sorry I didn't change the culture or something to that effect. And apparently... Can I read the quote uh, verbatim? Yes, 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 please Okay, yes. Do. all right,
1: everybody. Um, this is from the official Twitter of at CM Punk. Um, quote, end quote. Go suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi Arabia, you fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> now...
2: Some would some some would say that's a mighty big jump in <laughs> uh, somebody saying I'm sorry I didn't change the culture to that being your response. It's quite an escalation. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's like uh, who's that's writing like this? Yeah, that's like if I walked into a room and I looked at Chris and go, "Hey, Chris, your <laughs> man, your shoes are untied," and Chris just <laughs> turns around and just. Punches me in the face. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> asshole! Yeah. And then flips me off and kicks
0: me in the crotch while I'm down. <laughs> like Dude. there was no, there Dude. was no need for that. <laughs> it would definitely went from zero to sixty yes. real fast. Yes, this is why I don't think he has many friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know this for a fact. This is me assuming. But this was. Uh, why doesn't Cole Cabana like want to, <laughs> yeah, <don't> <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: wow. wow. to talk to me anymore? I don't get it. Yeah, this is. I'll sue him. Wow. I wish he would have hashtag pipe bomb after that, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That would have been amazing. Oh uh, Yeah, but, but it's like, why? Ever... Just why? Yeah. He's Mr. Peace and Love on on social media, and then he goes and does stuff like that. It's like, come on. Yeah,
0: what was what was up his ass that day? Because are are you kidding, (laughs) or or is it just this thing of like, you know, are they trying to write something in? Maybe start moving. Maybe they're like, okay, look, we're we're gonna start writing you into the storyline. Uh, you know, get you ready by WrestleMania. uh, So we need you to start going heel. And he was just like, sure, (laughs) and he just went way overboard instead of like allegedly. The
1: very interesting thing about him working for WWE backstage is he is not a WWE employee. This is what I've read. Um, He's actually just employed by by Fox. Uh, right? So he has nothing to do. He has no contact with Vince McMahon or any of those, allegedly. So he can kind of say whatever he wants in that respect. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I still don't see him returning to the ring. I mean, listen, he's been back for, what, two months now? Like, it's been about two months. Seth Rollins and The Miz have already (laughs) started, you know, he's already started, like, had arguments with those two so it's yeah it's an interesting start whether you know whether or not he returns to the ring i i still don't know but um he's definitely playing up to mr cult of personality that is for sure uh he's not shy he hasn't changed at all and i mean there's no way if he was it's- employed by wwe that they would have allowed that well obviously he deleted it anyways but um Oh, he deleted it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's it was deleted. <laughs> but as all things it on social feel- media, you can't leave that stuff up at no, any Just Don't post it because everybody knows now. So the screenshots like are like
0: immediate.
1: Yeah, doesn't it feel
2: like it's like a SNL sketch where it's like it's two characters, and one <laughs> and one of them thinks they're you know that he can make like a little a, a goofy joke on somebody, and they're just kind of goofing off. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't change the personality. And the other person. Uh, And the other person doesn't know how to, like, do good natured ribbing back. (laughs) Like a Chris Farley sketch. Yeah, so they just go for the jugular.
0: Going crazy. (laughs) Finish him. You (laughs) son of a
2: bitch <laughs> well yeah like when chris farley like when they told chris farley that, that food he was eating or something was not it was the coffee it was. it was
0: the coffee yeah because they used <laughs> yes. to do those they used yes. to do those <laughs> hidden camera commercials for the coffee yeah you know that's, that's not the one things. you ordered this was the special blend the people in the commercials are like oh this is great and chris is like why you, son, son, of, son of a bitch, bitch. <laughs> Goes, <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels and starts like beating the shit out of
2: everyone
1: <laughs> yeah that's, that's i amazing. don't i don't know Maybe he just was having a bad day. It could uh, be. That's what I'm saying. That's what the way I'm going to act, yeah, though. Happened. That's how the way I'm going to act uh, going forward, though, is absolute extremes. Uh, I like it. I don't think Miz replied to that, though, did he? How could Well, how do you reply did. to that? I mean, what do you say? <laughs> what, do you, what do you say? No, you? You know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, Miz is really good at comebacks, but like.
0: I could see the bewildered look on the Miz's face when he sees that. He's like, what the shit is this? He has to open what to I do to this?
1: What did I do to this man? Uh,
2: there's a, a, this season in the, in the NBA, James Harden, who's one of the best players in the league, and he's like the leading scorer right now. Uh, this season, there's a, qu- there's a time where he got called for a foul or something that he didn't agree with, and he had the basketball in his hands, and he's just mad, right? So he slams the ball down on the ground. And it bounces back up and hits him in the face, and the guy behind him on the other team just has this most bewildered look on his face as he watches this unfold. And I feel like that's Miz. It just—that's awesome. Like CM Punk got so mad that he just threw the ball down on the ground and hit him back, and came up and bounced back at him in the face. My God, <laughs> who says that? No, I, I just, yeah, I. The second you like, this is why I have a strict policy with myself. Where if I feel I'm emotional and I'm uh, anything that I'm about to say on social media, I always read it three times. And then if I still feel that way, I'll post it. But most of the time, by the time I reread it for the third time, I'm like, "Ah, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I like your
0: I I like your way of doing it, because usually when I'm pissed, I'll tweet it three times. (laughs) Go back, read it once and delete them.
2: <laughs> See, I know that nothing. Once you delete it, it's not really deleted anymore. That's no, how this it's world out, is. It's all out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's Was there amazing. any other
2: uh, any other CM punks? Uh, we need. That's the only one I could think of off the top of my head for this week. Uh,
1: I mean Hulk Hogan's trying to come back for WrestleMania, um, yeah. and he looks like Macho Man. Uh, that's that's yeah. That's about it. I think. I don't think that's there's going to be interesting. Um, I
0: like the uh, the kayfabe news from Chicago Genius Hulk Hogan devastated after Twenty Three and Me reveals he's not everyone's brother. <laughs> yeah, we should I'm have devastated. a moment that's kayfabe news. Like, what was this one? Who sent this? Oh, this is Matt wrestling fan learns the hard way: Hurricane Ronda doesn't work in a barbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just amazing. Oh God. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, I didn't have any CM punks.
1: No, that's that's about all I got sweet so nice nice
0: all righty boys you want to get get right into the topic then <laughs> yeah let's do let's it let's do it all righty this week we're doing um oh i think uh I, we said we're doing uh most emotional storyline in wrestling history in our opinion we were going to each come with one Johnny, you said ha- you have two uh and then i honorable we- mention uh,
2: i i had a whole list but actually the two you guys said were was on my list so. nice
0: so I figured uh, we would kind of say what it is, give the background on the storyline or, or you know, why we chose it, plead our case. And then uh, at the end, we can just kind of go over it and decide which one we really think is the most emotional of all time.
1: Sure. Let's do, do it. Do you mind if I start? Good for it. it. All right. So um, my most emotional wrestling storyline, uh, it happened not too long ago, actually. Uh, it started off with Mike the Miz Mizanin saying, oh, sorry, I didn't change the culture. And CM Punk quote (laughs) tweeting him saying, and I quote, go suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi Arabia, you fucking dork.
0: That's it, episode over, you win.
1: (laughs) Yeah, how's that for emotion? Uh,
2: uh, My favorite part of this, though, is how hard Corey goes in on him, but his his real insult is him calling him a dork. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he ends the insult. No, uh,
0: (laughs) you are a piece of shit, cock eating motherfucker. Moron, yeah. <laughs> doo <Doo-doo> head. <laughs> no. Good lord! Um, <laughs> it sounded almost like,
2: you know, uh, if if you're brought up in a family where your uh, your parents don't want you to cuss, uh, and, and and like you're cussing, and then your parents walk in the room, and then you just stop cussing all of a sudden, <laughs> and you end with and dork
0: your words. You, po- yeah. you poop mouth. You put. Po- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <He, he, laughs> you son of a dork. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Maybe as he was tweeting it, you know, he was doing it this way, and then someone walked in the room. So he ended it with Dork, hit send, and he was like, shit, and then went back and deleted it.
1: That's <laughs> probably definitely it. Um, or he was
0: doing like, it was like voice to text, and he didn't realize it. And somebody walked yeah. in the room. He's like, Dork ending it that way. <laughs> That'd have been amazing. It I, wanna, I just want to imagine happy, him in the room doing that.
2: No. I don't understand why he's so mad though, because uh, the another big announcement, guys, we are getting WWE ice cream.
0: <laughs> we did hey, miss him. ice cream sandwiches. He should be happy. Yeah. he
1: should be happy.
2: But um, all right. The, ironically, CM Punk, I don't believe is any of them
0: is not featured. On. Ironically, um, <laughs> oh man. All, all right, right, let's get into the stuff. Yeah, let's guys. get back to the. And the, the most emotional storyline. Most emotional storylines. Uh, <laughs> that is not the CM Punk Miz storyline.
1: <laughs> All right, so my choice was, uh, you know, I thought long, there's been so many emotional storylines. You know, that, the ones like, like we said, a good a good storyline gets you emotionally invested, and we've talked about we, there was plenty of those moments in 2019. Uh, mine goes back a little bit further. This was the first like time that the lines of kayfay were truly blurred for me. And mm-hmm. this was from two, like 2005, 2006, and it was the Matt Hardy and Edge uh, slash Lita feud that oh. um, I think it made a lot of people very uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, kind of like the Lashley Lana thing, but not that kind of uncomfortable.
1: Right. I mean, this was legit. Yeah, this is
0: this is bad storyline. The one you're talking about is like, oh, what is going on? Are we witnessing? It's like watching your parents divorce, like witnessing it.
1: Yeah, it was it was hard. And like I got caught up in it, like emotionally, too, because I felt really bad for Matt. Um, But I mean, here's really the background to any of the listeners that have forgotten. Maybe Um, Matt, well, Edge and Lita had started conversing. They were texting uh apparently uh and there was some very, very uh risque text messages set Matt happened to find it out and he acted out on social media and he was fired for that reason from WWE on April eleventh of two thousand and five. Um yeah, it was it was bad. And like I'm trying to picture social media back then and all I can think of is like what is he posting like MySpace Boltons uh, <laughs> you know, it, there was no Twitter back then to my knowledge. And I think was, Facebook was in was, its infancy.
0: Dude, he was posting those, like those, remember the stickers that sparkled and cried <laughs> and, I, and like he'd had, like you'd go to his space and t- and it would be raining and like you'd hear sad <laughs> music playing and shit with a little like scrolling text in red blood that said, Lito, what have you done with a broken heart? <laughs> I, miss-
2: well, I think the, the more background of this was, I think what had happened was Matt got injured right and so yes. he was off the road yeah and so that kind of took him out of the picture for a little bit well actually yeah. the and and, Lita was
1: off the road first she had that neck injury the neck and yep. then Matt yep. got got hurt and then that's when just things kind of fell to fell the crap um mm-hmm. real real bad you know he got caught it became public knowledge of the affair and then anytime Lita or Ed were out or edge were out they got you know the fans are chanting you screwed Matt and we want Matt um so it got really really wild. Um you know, they they teased Matt Hardy appearances. They did the wedding thing with uh excuse me, Edge and Lita and Matt Hardy's music and video were played and Matt wasn't even employed by WWE at that time. Oh jeez. Um, but he did he did go for a little while. He was um he was in Ring of Honor. He did a couple indie shows. He you know, he he came back. He started doing with the run-ins, which I thought was really like scared this is when i didn't know um how real this was he do they do run ins but they would not say his name on television at all he would always attack edge It would happen like 3 or 4 weeks in a row and finally they came out vince uh, rehires matt and then this giant feud uh occurs which goes on for quite some time and mm-hmm. uh you know unfortunately edge got the upper hand in the in the end of it which is kind of a you know it Usually those emotional storylines end up with a baby face kind of come out on top, like uh, like the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth storyline, and yeah. um, you know when all the, when that finally happened. But this one was different.
0: Which was a strong contender for me, dude. That was oh, a strong I'm sure. For me I'm
1: sure. That, I mean, that's a great emotional moment, uh, mm-hmm. feud storyline. But you know, for this one, for the heel to come out on top, it was unorthodox and a little yeah. a little depressing because it made you feel bad for Matt Hardy in a way felt oh, dirty it, 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 absolutely but at the same time this pushed edge to being one of the top heels in like even a bigger heel than we had previously known him to be um uh, yeah after this storyline i hated edge with every fiber of my being i could not stand edge um you know it, it's <laughs> you know I, I love watching russell but as a character he lived up to his rated r superstar sleaze and uh, yeah. it, it made him interesting. It, it, uh, you know, again, the part of the biggest part of selling, you know, being the best heel and selling feuds is you want to tune in every week to get, watch this guy get beat up, and you know, for Matt, mm-hmm. him and Matt Hardy went back at it for months upon months upon months, and it was, um, yeah, it, it was it was great, uh, Edge. You know, like I said, he eventually came on top. He became the, I think the bigger, I would say the bigger superstar, winning multiple heavyweight titles, and and so much more. But um, yeah, it, it actually ended in a ladder match. Yes, it was a loser leaves raw ladder match on Raw Homecoming, and Edge's uh, Edge's uh, briefcase for his Money in the Bank contract was on the line. It was suspended over the ring and the winner of the match received the contract and the loser was forced to leave raw. And it ended with Lita trapping Hardy in a crucifix hold on the ropes, which is like the biggest dagger of it all, because we all know how, you know, the relationship that Matt and Lita had. Yeah. um, Yeah. The way it ended was kind of like, Oh, just a dagger through the heart. And then they, then they separated a Matt went over to SmackDown, and, um, you know, just, yeah, that's kind of where it went. But, um, It was it was relatable in a way because I can honestly say that um, you know I've had instances like that during my like something very very similar happened to that towards the end of my steady pro wrestling career and it was super super awkward Um, but it was all business Uh, it was really really weird so um, it was relatable. It was very, very relatable, but um, it is what it is. Uh, they handled themselves I, very I th- professionally, but emotionally it was it was relatable.
0: I think the storyline itself is relatable to just the casual fan e- as well because, you know, who really ha- – I mean, it's, it's, it's rare, but who hasn't been cheated on? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 100%. Who hasn't? Who hasn't had who hasn't you know not come out on top and that's the thing you're talking about so like this is an emotional storyline because of such those feelings you get and a lot of them it's not super happy right obviously uh and that's the thing a lot of times when you have such um when you have the stories of the face and the heel and and, and the battles that are happening you know that lead up to the call the the, the final match the culmination it's Typically, the, the face comes out on top, and you're right for the heel to come out on top and, and say, I won anyway, we know what we did was wrong, and I won anyway. It is, it leaves a sour taste in your mouth and, and an impression. It's crazy, man. Edge became a heel to
2: me the second that he started using the spear as a finisher. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: hated that. It's not a very yeah, good finisher DDT- either. It's not- no, no,
2: that DDT was way cooler than he would do. Oh, the impaler,
1: yeah, yeah, I, I love that thing. I, I uh, like how all his, I, his special moves were had the word Edge in it, the edgeomatic, the education. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
0: I I lost respect for him when he lost the fangs. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Oh that's, yeah, oh, that's yep. rude. And then, oddly enough, I
2: turned around and gained respect for him once. Uh, that one, like, there's a shot of him when when Christian actually won the title, and he and Edge had tears in his eyes, and I was like, oh man, okay, <laughs> I like the Edge again. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: He's just a real of, person.
2: Yeah. I was always a peep because
1: I big Christian. Christian fan Mark. Over here. He's in my top nice. five all time. But um but, oh, nice. but yeah, no, that's uh that's that's my choice for emotional storyline. Um you know, nice. and you guys had some pretty good ones too. And yeah. yeah, go yeah I'll ahead. go
0: next. So uh I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like when people tell stories or, or someone a storyteller a lot of times that when they start at the end, you know what i mean, and they and then they they go all the way back and then start back at the beginning and then tell you how
1: we got to the end. Yeah, you know that's I mean? why i love Star Wars so much.
0: Uh, it's so i am going to start this story with a quote. So it's like the wonder years. Basically. Yeah, i'm going to start this with Let a quote. Let me tell you how i got here. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a uh, it's like Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> huh, if you're wondering how i got here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Ready? Go suck a blunt money-covered <laughs> dick in Saudi Arabia, you fucking boy. <laughs> Had to do it. All right, no. All right, my so mine, uh, for me, one of the most emotional storylines um, technically is not a, a written-out storyline in in wrestling, uh, in, in like the WWE, right? Because it takes place in WWE, but it wasn't a written storyline per se that took over months and months and months. Um, At least not when it comes to the two people involved. Um, So my storyline that I thought was probably one of the most emotional ones is the Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, I'm sorry, I love you moment. Um, And if you look at it in this way, for me, this is why it's such an emotionally involved storyline. Because most of it is not kayfabe. Most of it is true life, right? We have a legend we have a guy who you know uh came up in the territory days was considered one of the greatest you know he held the nwa title how many times traveled all the different territories everybody knew his name um the dude himself was you know took the nick took the the the, get the name uh nature boy from somebody who already had it and had to go through the same kind of process during in in his time when he was the up-and-comer you know he buddy what was his yeah, name? It was buddy, buddy rogers. rogers yep no buddy yeah buddy rogers right yeah buddy rogers you know passed the torch said look this up-and-comer wants to use nature boy let's see if he can handle it right and he when when rick flair wins it's in a, it's a huge moment in his career and from then forward he is the nature boy um Goes on to be, I mean, come on, we're talking legendary status. We're talking the woo that everybody does, no matter where you are. You can go to a baseball game, somebody woos, everybody starts doing the Ric Flair woo, right? Um the amount of titles he's held, uh the four horsemen again, another legendary status faction. You've got this guy who the history behind him is phenomenal. And he is one of the biggest influences in the life and development of the up-and-coming guy uh, who, for a while, was the the guy who saved the WWE, right? Like, they were kind of floundering in gimmick land, um, and he was the guy who they put everything on uh, to save them uh, during the, you know, the Raw years, and and uh, it, it, it's just what it was. Shawn Michaels, he's got the nickname Mr. WrestleMania. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, these, this guy comes up and it's again another almost like a mirror image legendary you know holding titles uh legendary matches one of the greatest arguably one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time this is the storyline that's playing out are these two men's real lives and the career paths right now we're at the end of rick's career uh we know it's not the true end but at you know at his age he was kind of nearing the end where you know vince and company were like okay uh I think it's time for you to hang up the boots kind of thing, right? And they were pushing it for a few months that, you know, it's going to be coming. You're going to have to believe. And when he gets inducted into the, uh, was it the Hall of Fame when he got the, when he challenged Shawn Michaels? Yeah, right? I feel like it was Hall of Fame. What was it that he got? Ah, I can't remember. I feel like he was just getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. And... He challenged Shawn Michaels to the match saying, you know, he wasn't over. He wasn't it was he's not, you know, it it wasn't the end of his career. He could still go. And Shawn didn't want to do it at first, but ended up accepting it. Um, And then it, it became that this thing of like, if you lose this, you're gone. You have to retire. It's the retirement match. He put it all on the line and it was a big deal two sides there's the story the wrestlers the the, the play in the story of uh the young chick thinks he can throw over the old rooster kind of a thing and then there was the 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 real life thing that you know they were really saying rick it's time for you to retire uh best way to go out is to put over the kid that you know we're he's for us he's still one of the bigger stars in, in our in our company um and we saw it all play out in the ring we've talked about that match in the past in one of our episodes and go back and watch it for anybody who hasn't seen it. One of the greatest story lo- stories told in ring phenomenal, but the ending when it's time for him to lay this, sh- uh, for Sean to lay down that sweet chin music for the third time when the camera zooms in and Rick's standing up and wobbling, but he's already crying cause he knows it's the end. And he's looking at Sean saying, come on, come on. And Sean looks at him and he's got tears in his eyes. And he mouths the words, I'm sorry, I love you, bang, puts him down. Dude, come on. Come on. Tell me. I, I When I look, every time I watch it, I still cry. I have yeah, tears I, in my eyes. Yeah. I still do. Even now, I have a lump in my throat talking about it.
1: I remember where I was um, actually watching that match. It's a, I mean, that's why I think this is a great one, too. At my best friend's house, and his dad was a huge wrestling fan. He passed away a couple years ago, but we all sat and watched it because he grew up a huge Ric Flair fan, and he was crying uh, the same way uh, that that you pretty much explained. Just very emotional. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is a excellent, excellent, and emotional, you know, choice uh, for for this episode. Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, obviously, I agree. I mean, this was uh, I made a short list of of storylines that made me emotional and this was definitely one of them that was on my list uh man i mean how do you how do you if if you have anything resembling a soul how do you not <laughs> have any sort of emotion when you see Shawn michaels tell <laughs> you know tell uh, uh you know rick flair that he loves him before putting him out of his oh, misery god you know? oh my gosh i mean it's so amazing so so such great storytelling, and uh, I think that's to me, you know, early Shawn Michaels gets a lot of <laughs> crap, and a, he kind of deserves it. But uh, later Shawn Michaels to me became an entering storyteller, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a great example of, of of that for sure. I mean, I have another one too. My other uh, other one I had on my list, and I'll just go ahead and say it now because it kind of goes along with what you were saying, Chris. It uh, was when uh, Shawn Michaels was retired by The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he wanted to end The Undertaker's streak, and so he puts his career up, up against it. And I still remember the line. I still hear it in my head when he goes, if I can't beat you, I have no career. Yeah. You know, and then they put on one heck of a match. Uh, but, yeah. Um, Probably, arguably, oh, one of the yeah. greatest of all time. It's, yeah, it's definitely up there. Those Undertaker matches with Shawn Michaels, I still remember. Like for whatever reason, like I loved the build up to him, but I was like, I don't know if this match is going to be good. That's just I don't know why I was thinking that. And then both times they blew me away. So I, that's what I get for doubting, being a doubting Thomas there.
1: Yeah, those are probably some of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. Yeah, like yes. undoubtedly yeah. with the emotion and and false endings and stuff. Like I, I think around WrestleMania time it would. It, be appropriate if we each brought together like a yeah. top five matches list um, to this. I mean, I, I'm sure we would all agree that those are definitely you know amongst each other oh, somewhere yeah. in that top five um, because of how good that they were. How yeah, just hard hitting. They were legit edge of your seat. You didn't you didn't know yeah. you didn't know. Um, it's the, made it the best. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um,
2: yeah. So you guys had some good ones. Um, I, I've made no. You know I'm not I'm not hitting this but I have always been a giant Mick Foley mark uh, he's my all-time favorite wrestler and so I' I was very aware of his journey I mean I've read his books and everything uh, so I was very aware of how hard he worked he was never the best looking I mean he was never the most athletically gifted he was never you know Shawn Michaels just for comparison uh, kind of seems like you know he was kind of born. Yeah with a lot of athletic gifts, sort of. Uh Mick Foley not so much. Though I would I do argue that he was way more athletic than he got a lot of you know credit for. he you know he's a wrestler in, yeah. in high school and all kinds of things like that. Yeah, so he was very good, but um you know, he he took a an unorthodox journey to the WWE. They didn't even Vince McMahon didn't even want him at first. Yeah. The only reason the only reason they even signed him was because JR pushed for it. Mm-hmm uh, so, uh, so he finally gets in there, and the main reason they bring him in is uh, to go against the Undertaker. And then we get this match, this Hell in a Cell match. They had, if you actually look at the build up to it, it was very quick. Uh, Undertaker was actually already hurt; he had hurt his ankle. He was kind of hobbled. Uh, so, and you actually can see that in this match, the very famous Hell in a Cell match with McFoley with Mankind. And that match in itself, to me, is one of the the best bits of storytelling. It has literally everything. You get excited. Uh, you gasp. I still gasp watching that thing, even though I know what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> but, oh, yeah. And you, I think you and I did a, a commentary for Kayfabe. Go back in the earlier episodes. You and I actually do a, a commentary watching it together, in which yeah. I think in those, those, those moments, you and I both, like, gasp and are like oh my like we react as if we didn't know it was coming
2: (laughs) yeah and i think all these all these storylines we've all brought up or have one thing in common and that is that when i saw them when i was younger i felt one way and then when i've gotten older and i've had experiences and i you know and hopefully i've gotten a little wiser (laughs) maybe not by a lot but maybe at least a little Uh, and i go back and and watch them I, i even get even more and maybe slightly different feelings from watching them and that's with this match for sure, because it still to me holds up. It's very much a uh, if your friend, if you want to say, hey, this is what you know, this is what this happened in a pro wrestling match. If somebody who just is not into wrestling, you can show them this match, and I guarantee they'll be blown away by it. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, there's so much emotion going into this. The first time he flies off or gets thrown off the cage, and he's on the stretcher, oh. and he gets up off the stretcher. How do you how are you not pulling for the guy then?
0: We he, are all feeling JR in that moment though when he's like, yeah. What is he think? no, knock Somebody's gotta stop him. Like it's nonsense. It's crazy. We're all feeling yeah. what he's saying. It's insane.
2: Yeah, JR and JR famously has said also that uh, he didn't want to know a lot of things that was gonna happen right. so he could actually you know legit react to them. Because he so knew that, what he was getting with Mick, yeah. dude. He's worked with Mick before. Oh, yeah. He
0: knew what he was gonna get. I mean, he was the
2: one who pushed for Mick to be there. Yeah. So he knew this, he knew what he was capable of in the ring and the storytelling he could do. So it, and then I would argue the second fall through the cage was worse because the chair smacked him in the face and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Mick said that's one of the few times he was actually knocked unconscious for a little bit because, you know, the lights, <laughs> the lights were definitely out. Nobody was home. Uh, you know, and one of my favorite things, I, I love this to this day is, is if you go back and watch that match after he's down and everybody knows he needs Well, first of all they want to make sure he's all right and he's not, but uh and then you get Terry Funk showing up to buy Mick some time. Yeah. And he literally gets choke slammed out of his shoes. Yep. <laughs> yes. I So this thing even has a little bit of humor to it too. And and as I've gotten older, I'll go back and I'll watch this match and I still love the match, but man, like I just look at this and I was like This is why this is why Mick had have you know he couldn't walk when I saw him at one time. Yeah, he could barely walk. He walked really with a terrible limp. So, uh, man, this match has so much emotion uh, going through the whole thing. And here's the even here's the crazier part of this. He wasn't done after that match. He comes back out (laughs) right later on in the show. Like he 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 he'd gone through. He gone off the cage. He went through the cage. He had a chair smack him in the face. Uh, you know, the famous shot of him in the, in the corner with his tooth coming out of his nose. Yep. I mean, good Lord. And then thumb on tacks, top of that, thumbtacks. Thumb the yep. first time thumbtacks were ever on WWE. And, of course, Mick's the one who goes through them, because why not? Uh, and it takes all that to put Mick Foley down. And that match Oh, Tombstone. Made Don't him forget the and Tombstone it, oh, yes. on,
0: on a separated shoulder. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. So this,
2: so this match not only made him, it also Incussion. kind of broke him at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, and he comes back out again later on. I don't hope he got paid so well for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that to this day, that's still this, the one match that brings all kinds of emotions, almost conflicting emotions too. Yeah, for me, because I, you know, part of me is like, I wish he had never done this. But also, this is this is what, honestly, for being fair and honest, uh, this is the reason why a lot of people know who he is. So. Yeah.
0: Well, fellas, I got to tell you that I don't know that I could argue for one being... More dominant than the other because the emotions all three of us brought in our storylines were so different. All different kinds of like if we all brought like uh, sad emotions or something that brought us joy, then we can rate this one was you know there was more joy. in oh, yeah. watching Daniel Bryan win this as opposed to the, you know what I mean. Uh, but the fact that with the, we but the, all three of us brought matches that or storylines that had emotions that were all three completely different. I think they were all they're all equal. I think they're amazing.
1: I think so. I think that so too. And that's the cool thing about, it. like you said, it, we each brought something different. Something stood out to us more than than others. And I think that goes away for a lot of people. You know, I I do host the comic book uh, podcast panel discussion. I we we speak about relatability a lot. Um, you know, and obviously these moments were. I'm not going to say 100% relatable, but um, they stood out to us. There's there is a reason why we love them so yeah. much individually. Um, you know. Uh, which which I think is a cool thing. I mean, you, you can ask every you know uh, ten different people, and I'm sure you get at least seven different answers as far as most emotional yep. storyline. Uh, and that's that is the beauty of of uh, pro wrestling.
0: You know what? I'd like to if we have listeners uh, that that are on Facebook, check out our Facebook page, the BICVP Network. These are where these episodes usually get posted up. Um, make sure to, if you if you're listening to this one, make sure to comment underneath. I'd like to hear about uh, whether or not. People have other thoughts on their most emotional storylines, um, and I'm gonna have to rely on Johnny or or uh, Matt to get me the info because I am no longer on the Facebooks. But yeah, I I want to hear feedback. I want to hear what people think about that. You know what I mean? What they think the most emotional storylines are. I think it's awesome. No,
1: I I 100 agree, and and yeah, I mean that's we don't just do these episodes just to speak to each other about wrestling, but we do it to get that feedback, and we want to hear the opinions of of you, the listeners. So. Um yeah please chime in wherever you possibly can whether it's a uh whether it's a review on on apple podcasts or or wherever you listen to your podcasts or or on the you know the on the facebook or social media pages so uh please yeah please do please chime in for sure for sure, and,
2: and my response to the fans is this: go suck.
0: Uh, A <laughs> <laughs> bloody, uh, oh lordy! Before we get there, I want to uh, I want to throw this out there. If you're in the Western New York area on uh, January 25th, make sure you head out to Grand Island and check out Empire State Wrestling's uh, Grando Island event. Um, shipwrecked on Grando Island should be fun. Tickets are still on sale. Make sure you go to eswrestling.com. Uh, currently, they're going to be featuring Impact Wrestling's Ethan Page, Space Monkey, Dan Housen, Daniel Garcia, and much more. So, tickets are going super fast, eswwrestling.com. Check it out. Ready to go, boys? Let's take it home. One, two,